welcome to SlayerFest98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me today is my lovely co-host, Nubia and the Amazons writer. Stephanie Williams. Hi, Stephanie. Hey. So happy to talk about the squad, and we have a bit yeah. of a squad with us today, too. <laughs> you want to introduce our guests? I sure do. Um, so we have PhD blogger, but actually, no. But see, messing up already. <laughs> Amanda would have killed me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we have blogger Ashley K. Smalls. I am not Amanda Waller, so it's okay. It's <laughs> thank you so much because my head. All right. <laughs> and we also have see me up. Uh, wow, senior gaming editor for InputMag.com. <laughs> Ryan Houlihan. Sorry, the Ryan Houlihan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're all here to discuss uh, the new The Suicide Squad. I wanted to get everyone's like first reactions after they watched it. Uh, Ashley, what did you think when you finished it? What was like your first reaction to it? I mean, the first immediate reaction was better than The Suicide Squad one, right? Like That's like <laughs> the first thing that you yeah. have to, whenever you have a sequel. Um, and then honestly, to be, you know, it's like, it's very rare that the sequel is able to do better than the first one. So it's like here, it was just a slam dunk. That was my first immediate thought. Um, and yeah, I'll, we'll go off on uh, as the show goes on, but that was my first thing. Uh, Ryan? Uh, thank you. I just wanted to say thank you to anyone involved in this. I want to thank Margot Robbie personally. I want everyone at Warner Brothers to know that this thank you is a one-time pass and will not be used or exchanged for any other bad movie. Um, thank you. <laughs> Stephanie? Um, similar to Ashley, I thought it was better than the first one, and I was pleasantly surprised. So surprised that I think this is probably the most watched DCEU movie for me. Mm, all right. Wait, how many times did you watch it? Four times. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, twice the weekend it came out, and then twice over this weekend. I will say the third watch, was it was just on in the background because I was working. But yeah. I did pay attention a lot. So thank nice. you. Also, this is you I might give you one more pass, but you definitely just get this one right now. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised at how much I liked this movie, which is funny because as I was watching, I think I watched it, it came out like Thursday, and then I watched it that Saturday. And as I was watching it, I had a friend text me oh my God, I'm watching The Suicide Squad and I think you'll really love it. And then another friend texts me, I just finished Suicide Squad and it was fucking garbage. You will hate it too. (laughs) Um, And then I got to the end and I was like, I did enjoy this. Like I had some issues with it, but uh, I would say it's my second favorite DC movie after the first Wonder Woman. It was just, this one allowed it to be like violent and like have the dark and grittiness that they seem to really like in the DC, but still have fun. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to find that balance finally, right? Yeah. I will say, so we'll get into the movie, but the opening for me, I was like, mm, I don't know that I'm going to like this. The opening was a little clunky, where it was like, we're meeting all these characters. None of them matter because they're all going to die very quickly. Um, and all of them are very famous actors. Uh, that was like a little much for me. Um, oh, well, see, I kind of took that as a shot across the bow at the old movie where they were like, hey, you're going to meet all these cool people. Here's their backstory. And then they're going to die. Like, I was like, oh, OK, so we're <laughs> making fun of the first one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephanie, what do you think of that opening? Um, so for a moment, I kind of felt like you did, but I will say that it paid off when they switched to the other team, and I was like, you know what? Okay, that was really cute, <laughs> but it only works because of that second scene, kind of you know, like really sticking the landing. So, um, I mean, already I knew I wasn't going to get a racist croc 
So that was fun. <laughs> God. I can like remember in the theaters when that's when Killer Croc did the stupid like suddenly he just jumps in the water and swims away and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like BT. Oh god, I want <laughs> jail. Uh Ashley, what'd you feel about the opening? Um, at first I kind of felt like you did because mm. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? We just got here. Like, you know, it's like that, like, I thought this was a classy party thing. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I was very much like, all right, I get it. They're expendable, but damn, we just started the movie. Um, but then once we, it switched to like the real sort of, I guess you could say plot, it was like, okay, this, this works. But I'll say going back to that, you know, idea of at the end of the day, the whole idea of the suicide squad is everyone is expendable. I think right. with Amanda Waller being so like less physical in these movies than she is in her other counterparts, it really to me drove in like her viciousness without her having to leave her seat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because like um, I think like compare on on par with that would be also you know what she was willing to do to Bloodsport's daughter to get him yeah. to join the team. But like this idea of if I have to kill a second team so that the people I need to get across gets through without any trouble, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so while it was a mess, you know, those first five minutes as it was supposed to be, um, I felt like it really drew in like what Waller's capable of and what she's willing to do for people who are like only familiar with her through these films. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I actually did like this Amanda Waller better as well. Like I thought they gave her, even though, like you said, she's like in that office in her seat, she's still, I, I thought that they upped her like character. I don't know mm-hmm. in this movie, like they mm-hmm. gave her more intensity um, and made her scarier. Like you said, they show what she's, she's like, yeah, your daughter will be sent here and your daughter will probably die. And at the end when she's like, I don't care about this family, keep going. And even her team has to turn on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was cool seeing the characters from the previous movie get to be in a better movie um, and get like, even Rick flag. I liked him better too, even though he's kind of just like, you know, generic hot dude. Uh, I even liked him better in this and was like, fuck, when he died. Like, I was shook when he got stabbed in the heart. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, we everyone dies pretty quickly in that opening. Uh, Pete Davidson, like, uh, turned on them, but he gets his head blown off. I, the, the weirdest part for me was that we started on Michael Roker's savant character and, like, he didn't matter. But upon my second watch, I was thinking, I guess if you think of that opening as its own thing, it did start and end with him because it ends with, he's like the last one to get his like head blown up. Um, so I guess that makes more sense. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, I loved that Harley's jacket says live fast, die clown. Um, <laughs> really liked that. <laughs> I did really like weasel immediately drowning. <laughs> and he was so gross. <laughs> um, just a shot back to Amanda's face too. Yes. Like nobody checked to see if he could swim because that's very much <laughs> Amanda Waller energy. Like I'm, that's not my job. That is somebody else's job, and you fail terribly. Yeah, the look <laughs> on her face is very good. Um, I didn't realize it was Nathan Fillion playing the detachable kid until the second watch either. <laughs> what a weird uh, Stephanie. Are all of these characters <laughs> real DC characters? Yeah. They absolutely are. Um, so uh, Nathan Fillion's character, what is it, TDK or something yeah. like that? Yeah. But uh, in the comic, like the 70s one, like when he removes his arm, it just says plurp, plurp or whatever, and it looks like a butthole. <laughs> um, so this <laughs> new 
<laughs> reimagined iteration. Um, I enjoyed. And also, like, yes, of course his arms would like move like that and get shot up in the way that they did. Right. Because uh, it's just <laughs> silly and it's goofy. I think that James Dunn did a really great, and I, wow, I can't believe I'm giving him credit, but um, <laughs> he did a really great job of kind of showcasing some of these sillier comic elements in how they would work in the yeah. real world, even though this real world has Starro in it. Um, even Starro, I love. So, <laughs> yeah. A thing that they did that I also liked in this opening was like Harley was the least wacky of that team. Mm-hmm. And, like, even she was like, what the fuck when his, like, arms are coming off? Like, I really like when they get to play Harley as, like, the straight shooter one, kind of. Because she's, like, normally the, like, wackier, as as Calendar Man's wife says in the first episode of the Harley Quinn cartoon, porn clown. Like, normally that's her portrayal. So I really liked getting to see her be like, what is going on here? Um, I thought that was, like, a nice side of Harley that we have not really seen. You know, they're all dead. We quickly... I do, I do like the credits. I, the like, uh, everybody dies song playing, like panning across all the dead bodies. <laughs> the, what did we, the, did the violence seem jarring to anyone else? The violence was like just a tad jarring to me at first. I mean, then I got used to it, but I was like, oh, oh, like when that little, when that bird's like eating Michael Roker's like brains or whatever's left of his head, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be like brutal. Uh, I liked it because I felt like, Especially the fusion of like what looked very much like practical effects with um, some higher quality CGI, which I was not expecting. Um, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that shark is really beautifully uh, rendered and lit." I'm not he is right, <laughs> um, and hot as hell. Um, and I I liked it because it felt. Listen, in a Batman movie, do I want to see that? No, I don't because that's not the character. But these characters mm-hmm. are villains who like commit horrible horrible acts and. If anything, the Harley Quinn story really underlined that with the violence because it was like we got this like pseudo rom-com weird moment of like here's this, you know, here's your out and blah, blah, blah. And then – and you kind of are like, wow, you know, you're, you're watching it and you're like, wow, uh, I forgot for a second that Harley Quinn is uh, a complete psychopath who <laughs> does not – is not attached to reality and has no um, – and has no qualms doing these things. And, and did she do things that were like – like, did I mourn the loss of uh, the president? No, I didn't. But I thought that, like, oh, it was a nice shock return to form. Like, oh, she's just going to go full John Wick until she's out of here. And that was fun. And it was, like, a reminder that, oh, we're not dealing with, like, a, like, sweet girl who got in over her head. Like, it's Harley Quinn. She's going to, like, <laughs> rip people to shreds. And I liked that this movie established that right at the beginning because I was like, okay, this is taking no prisoners. Really, we can lose anyone's up to be lost. And it gave everything real stakes. And... And it and it made characters who didn't who it made characters like Ratcatcher who um obviously participated in some level of violence because those rats weren't like everybody's best friend. But it made it more of a cool contrast that she never actually got her hands dirty. So it was easier to root for her. And like mm-hmm. I just feel like the violence was used in a way for each character in a way that like um helped illuminate to me our what we're supposed to feel about those people. Mm-hmm. Um and usually that's not the case. Usually it's just like cool eye-catching um ultraviolence scenes but it felt like it was used as a um as a color in in a a palette for the overall painting yeah i also kind of just feel like you know if with all the superhero movies that we get which at this point is like one one a month um (laughs) every most of them usually have about a pg-13 rating so if you're going to be a superhero movie that's going for the r rating then it's like 
you got to go for it. You got to really show why um, you deserve that R rating to me. Um, and like, you know, you were saying these are, it's important to remember as we see all these movies of superheroes coming together, this is a group of villains not coming together because, well, shoot, no one else is going to do it, but like they're being forced to. So it's like, if we have to hone in on the fact that at the end of the day, while they might be doing something for the greater good, they're still technically very bad people. Um, and like, so, you know, even I think like Harley Quinn is honestly one of the best examples because like really right now, next to the big three being Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, she's kind of the face of DC, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to kind of hone in on the fact that while so many people love her, that she's gotten to that level of popularity, she's batshit crazy. And like, <laughs> we need to remember that in the same way where we, you know, these movies kind of go into that gray area of Batman, of he's giving into the darkness, you know, he's, he's a hero, but he does this thing, whatever. It's like, but Harley Quinn is just crazy. And like, we really need people to not um, remember to enjoy her while not, putting her on a certain pedestal she's not supposed to be on. And that's what's supposed to make her fun. And we just know that the way people kind of consume media, right. they start doing all sorts of new meanings with things. It's like, no, we need her to kind of do some crazy bad shit. This is someone who just got out of an abusive relationship. So the minute a guy is in her red flags, kill him. There's no, <laughs> there's no time for sensibility here. You kill him. You're Holly Quinn. We don't think twice. I loved it. Kill him. <laughs> right. She was like, next time I saw red flags, I was like, go, bitch, go in. Exactly, exactly. You're not going to sit here and talk it up. You're not Wonder Woman. Where's the gun? Didn't even know how to pull it. That's cool. Um, So then we, that team's dead, and then we learn that there is a second team. It's Bloodsport's team, and this is the team we will be spending most of the movie with. We we see how that scene came together. I got to say, I really like the way they did the title cards in this throughout. Mm -hmm. And I like they didn't drop it because a lot of movies drop title cards, even when they're using them like in a cool way, like they drop them halfway through the movie. I appreciate it. They stuck with it. Even when the, the, you know, all three of the hot dudes are coming out of the flaming truck and it says like Operation Jodenheim and then it changes to Operation Harley because they want to go save her. Like, I really liked that. We see how his team came together. Bloodsport. I felt like they were kind of redoing Deadshot here, though, right? Like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which is just a weird move because the main reason why um it just kind of agreed to it was so that he would not be replacing um Deadshot. But oh, really? we kind of get I will say that the variant difference is that um, you know, Bloodsport and his daughter curse each other out. Mm-hmm. So it's not <laughs> the same loving relationship. So I will give them that. Like they just kind of lean into the other extreme of it because even like at the very end where the daughter is in like this group home and like, that's my dad. It was still kind of fucked up. Cause I'm like, you're still stealing. He's still killing people. Um, y'all are happy criminal, um, you know, father and daughter. And that is amazing. Yeah. Cause it wasn't, it still wasn't like this. I don't know, like the same relationship as Deadshot and um, his daughter. So that was kind of interesting, but other than that, they're almost the same character, which is weird because they're not really the same character in the comics. No. Yeah, I'm not because I'm not as well versed in DC. I don't. I I know Deadshot. I didn't know uh, Bloodsport. He was a character I wasn't familiar with. 
previously or Ratcatcher or a lot of these characters, honestly, in this movie. But I loved that. Like, I liked that they took characters that they were like, all right, well, we're not, we don't have, we're not tied to having to do a bunch of service to the fans of these characters. Mm -hmm. And we're certainly not going to, Gets, and we're also not going to be accused of doing fake versions of the characters, right? Like a lot of Suicide Squad, it was like, this is not in character for this person, or oh, this is just a caricature, or and 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 it felt it, it took away from the movie, even though realistically you can't service that many characters in in a movie of this length. However, yeah. by giving them blank sort of blank spa- slates for the audience they could come up with stuff that I was like, oh, Weasel. I've never heard of him before. But I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, God, everybody knows Weasel's like that. Um, and it made for um, me to, it made it easier for me to fall in love with the characterizations of these movies rather than feel the um, the disconnect between them and the characters that I was expecting to see, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, Stephanie, you write, you write comics. What do you, what do you think of like the, what do you think of all that with the, all these characters and bringing in like C-listers and stuff. It's fun because like you don't have, there's no expectations. So you just kind of do what you want to do. I mean, what they do with Polka Dot Man alone and Ratcatcher is phenomenal because these are not two characters that you're seeking out in the comics, but maybe you are now after watching this movie. Unfortunately, you might be, you might be let down. <laughs> Same thing with like Peacemaker. Um, King Shark, though, I thought was pretty interesting um, the way they ended up going with that character because they kind of played him like a Groot in yeah. a way, um, which I just thought was kind of interesting. But um, yes, give me all the C-listers because I don't have to worry about anybody yelling at me about how I forget <laughs> in like, I don't know, like, Detective Comic 283 that Bruce actually says this, not that. <laughs> so, so Amanda Waller debriefs the team. We meet that whole team. We kind of see that Bloodsport is kind of feels like the. I mean, he's definitely the leader, but he feels like the most grounded him. And I guess Ratcatcher, too, although she has a bunch of rats around her. They're like the more like normal ones of the group. Peacemaker's clearly a douche king shark is you know like you said kind of just group um a little bit more coherent i guess and also also more deadly i like when they're in the <laughs> she's debriefing them and peacemaker's like you said starfish that relates to buttholes does it she's like no and then king shark raises his hand he's like hand <laughs> like <laughs> i love and then blood sports like we're all gonna die aren't we and <laughs> polka dot man says i hope so <laughs> like i don't know i like this felt very it reminded me of, and the Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite movies, but it felt like almost like a little bit like brutaler of a, like if they would have let them go R-rated, this is what we could have gotten. Yeah. So then we cut back to Harley. We learn that she's alive. Um, we learn that Rick Flagg is alive. He's been captured. Um, she gets the weird javelin from, uh, what is that man's name? Do any of you remember? I do not. <laughs> no, I completely forgot. Um, uh, that's uh, fine. Doesn't doesn't matter. He's dead, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, he was something Corto Maltese. <laughs> not his name. His, but that's the place, right? Corto Maltese. Uh, I he think that's where the G- Gunter Braun slash Javelin is the name of the character. Oh, Javelin is just huh, okay. something really simple. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we see that they set up this team sets up camp. We see. I thought Polka Dot Man's powers looked really cool. Like the way oh, they, yes. when you see him throwing, even when you see him like throwing up in the bushes, it looks really cool. Um, and I mean, Ryan, you mentioned they like have really good 
mix of like practical and CGI. And the CGI really works for this with like the lights and all that shit. The rat is waking up blood sport because King Shark is about to eat rat catcher. Um, and John Cena comes running out in his tidy whiteies, which oh, bless. Thank God. Um, <laughs> he was born to play peacemaker. He right. Was, like Hell this yes. is the <laughs> this is the best John Cena performance. And unfortunately, I'm very familiar with a lot of John Cena performance outside <laughs> of wrestling because I watched more than my fair share of like wrestling produced movies. I don't know why don't ask me. But this is like, I would say like his best performance in anything. Like he really leaned into this character and made me want to watch uh, the series that is supposed to be coming out, I think early next year. I didn't realize that till after the movie and my friend that I watched it with was like, oh yeah, that's, they're doing a series about that. And I was like, what? I had no idea. But yeah, no, I agree. I think he was just like really enjoyable in this role and it wasn't, it's not like it was too far out of his box, but it was like using what we had in that box to its best ability. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I saw pictures of that of him in a tidy whiteies all over Twitter before I even saw this movie. (laughs) So I was like waiting for (laughs) gay Twitter had it on lock and loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda Waller lets them know that they got to save Rick flag. This is a part where I feel like, eh. so they go to the camp and they annihilate, everyone there you didn't like that Ian. i loved it wait that was my favorite part really yeah because one um (laughs) james gunn hit it right on the head like you know american military whatever just going in and not asking any kind of questions and just murking everyone um and then (laughs) the fact that they do all of this um and you slowly realize that "Mm, maybe these people aren't the bad guys because they're like doing regular stuff and getting kill and then you finally have the reveal where they open up the the tin or whatever and rick flag is just there like uh what y'all doing here and we're here to save you and everyone is dead yeah <laughs> also just um the foreshadowing of it i mean even from the beginning when we first meet peacemaker and it's the whole wait, I thought you you were getting people with different skills he does what i do and he's like i do it better and then you know we get this kind of um we get this kind of showdown between the two of them of having to basically show what they both can do mm-hmm. to innocent people, mind you. But, you know, like, you know, there's this whole competition. And then the fact that, you know, in the end, it comes down to a show off when, um, you know, Peacemaker's about to kill Rat, rat Catcher because Buzzboard don't play I, I about think... her. But, you know, it's like that whole dynamic of, you know, if, if that finally reaching its head. But like, even as um Steph was saying about like, Americans just going in and shooting shit and not even realizing, like, of course, that that is a it was a really good call out. But I also just love the dynamic between the two of them of like, okay, these two are either going to kiss or kill each other. Well, I don't know which one it is yet. <laughs> yes. They, to do something. Whatever it is, get going now. Exactly. <laughs> Ian and Ryan have their glasses on. <laughs> but Ian, why didn't you um what was it for? I'm just curious. I mean, okay, so- not, no judgment, of course. I will say I did it both times I watched this movie. It made me laugh out loud when Peacemaker walks by the dude who is asleep in bed and just like casually stabs him a bunch of times. That does make me laugh. It's the reveal that like, oh, we killed a bunch of innocent people. Oh, well, like, I I don't know. I get very like, I'm like, yeah, you killed a bunch of innocent people, assholes. These were like the good people. Um, Ian, wait till I tell you what they've done before they got there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I just felt like we breezed by it too fast of like, what's her face? 
God, who's the woman? The woman Alice Braga, who's like weirdly cast in this role, though she has like I was five lines. Her mm-hmm. Doctor Cecilia Reyes, because unfortunately she was cast <laughs> yes. as that character in New Mutants. It's <laughs> <laughs> not her name. Oh boy. Um, yes, uh, I, I felt like she was just like, oh yeah, those are my soldiers. Okay, yeah, let's join forces. There was no like, hey, you pricks murdered all my friends and all my like my team. I don't know. Bah. I kind but of anyway. liked that because I was like. Yeah, anyone with any experience with the American military is like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> because I, I, it paints the American military as what it is, which is like a villain uniting other villains. And I don't think it, I just don't think it was a shock to her. I, I, yes, it was a little bit like they, 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 there was a little bit of like moving on very quickly, but it was of the tone of the movie. So I kind of didn't. That's yeah, that's fair. Um, then I guess we. Do we meet the villains then, Stephanie? Is this where we meet Doctor Who with the like things out of his head? <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, I no, I don't believe we meet him next uh, because we go to, I guess, where Harley is, right? Isn't that that segue oh, right. to to that right where we get more information on like what the um, resistance actually wants, what they're fighting against, and um, you know why they're there in the first place. Right. And you're right. And then we, and then we like, it says, meanwhile, Harley in like the branches and we see her in her little cell and they like pull her out and they tell her to put on a dress. And then I think we get the glimpse of Peter Capaldi. What, what the fuck is his name? I can't remember. Uh, the, uh, thinker. the thinker. Thinker. Right, right, right. Then I think we get him meeting with the general and the army and we kind of get like the exposition of like Starro's the villain, blah, 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 blah. I want to point out that my I was watching it with my best friend Kevin and he we watched it over Zoom and he was like, How's that dude go to bed with those things in his head? Like, can you lay on a pillow? <laughs> and he is that's all standing I up. Of. Exactly. No, he's I standing up. That. I was like, he definitely goes to sleep standing up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um I gotta say, so we then we get Harley in the limo with her red dress on. One, I fucking love that red dress they put her in. Like I think she looks great. And I love the like extended rom-com scene with Harley Quinn. And I kind of like that. She's kind of like caught up in like, Oh, wow. They're like treating me nice. Ooh, they're, and I loved the douchey gracias that she gives back to them (laughs) when they like say that it's their honor to serve her. Like, I love that real quick. Yeah. I want to point this out, but um, I found it hilarious that, in this movie, as far as just like background characters, that there were more dark skinned Latinx people in this movie versus in the Heights, um, that tickled me right on down. <laughs> well, you, so you, I just you just want to put that out there. They also had a lot of women in the army, I noticed. Yeah. Come on, diversity. <laughs> I, but I okay, so this is where I this is where I'm like, ooh, they really like did diversity with the army who all are going to be murdered. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, like um also when they go to that club too, uh was really fun. Um, because they're just again, like varying skin tone. So the whole makeup yes. of this country that they've invaded, you know, was right up there to par to in real life. I yeah, I did appreciate that because like I feel like some movies, like especially with Latinx characters, either land on, oh, they're it's like they're all white or they're all black. There's never like people don't mm-hmm. like think like, oh, right, Latinx can mean white, like all shades of skin color, and like in a lot of movies they don't quite do that. So yes, that you are right. Like I do, I do like that because I know like my grandma would always point that out. 
They think all Puerto Ricans are this or all they're that. (laughs) And it was a weird thing to like notice, but I don't know. Like it just stuck out to me. And then I thought about in the Heights and I was like, well, I'll be damned. Maybe this was where all the background um, actors were. Put it this way. Like, you know, Idris Elba did not stick out in the club scene. Like that, you know, like that says something because, Mm -hmm. you know, just my one thing with in the Heights is they had a, um, they had one black male character as part of like the main cast and um, he stuck out because he was the one black character in the main cast. And then um, Jesus Christ. here, Idris Elba, like, wow, you don't stick out even though you are literally an assassin who was supposed to because, wow, right. black people exist in more than just them. That's crazy. I didn't know that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought it was a big – I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I got, I've been to the Heights before. I've seen a few people who look like me. So that's my yeah. – those are my two cents there. <laughs> um oh so the harley quinn scene what did what did we think because i really loved this scene but i could see how someone might not like it but i loved it like i loved her meeting the president him being this like gorgeous man with like a six-pack and a nice chest and a speedo like coming out and i love that she is also gooped by him like she's like fuck he's hot um and that is like she references how hot he is a lot in this like extended scene. Yeah, would you would you all think of like this? I liked it. Um because it goes through like it's a continuation of Birds of Prey to me. Um because you kind of see him as maybe her rebound guy. Um mm. but it's short-lived. It's only like what an I would give him an hour. Yeah. Uh where you see her <laughs> kind of fall into the same thing that she probably fallen in fell in with um the Joker. And then after it's all said and done, because even though Harley is still a terrible, irredeemable person, there is some growth. And the growth yes. is to kill him. So um, I, <laughs> I, love I really, really enjoyed that. We love growth. Yes. We do. We love growth. <laughs> I think, you know, it does speak to like, at the end of the day, she is a, a victim of, a, you know, domestic violence, of abuse yeah. from her previous relationship. Um, and I think that goes into the characterization of how easily and how, you know, she, she falls so fast for him because at first she thinks, wow, he's being so nice to me. All these people are being so nice to me. Um, and you know, I liked how they did it. And it's because it's like, they don't attempt to make her some kind of hero when the minute she, because of her, her past relationship, um, with the Joker and, you know, realizing she, or maybe feeling like she didn't fight back when he showed the many parts of himself that was awful. The minute right. this man says he's willing to kill a child, the gun comes out. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a two parts. Like on one hand, it's like, it both shows this person is, again, as I said before, batshit crazy. Um, but at the same time, because of what she's gone through, it's like, oh, he's, 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 he ain't shit. He ain't shit. You gotta, <laughs> what? No, kill him. Kill him. That's what you do. Um, and so, it, you know, I think it speaks to everything in terms of, you know, Harley being someone who wants to love, who wants those relationships. Um, but at the same time, because of her past, it's like, fuck it all up. Fuck him up. He, he's given, given red flags. And when you're Harley Quinn and you see red flags, you don't talk about it. You just, you kill. You see? You it's on murder. the floor. It's over. Game <laughs> done. Um, and I think, you know, them coming to save her as well. Like, I love two things. I love that she saved herself. And I love that they also came to get her and she sees them. And like, it's that whole moment where she's emotional because a group of people were coming to yeah. save her. You know, it speaks to the fact that she's never had people who genuinely have cared for her before. Maybe outside of like birds of prey, but like in her past 
friendships, relationships that had revolved around the Joker for a very long time in her life, it was like, if you're not here with the Joker, we don't give a fuck about you. And now she has right. these group of people about to climb up the wall and kill so to, to secure her. And she's like, holy shit, I have friends. And I, so I love the scene because I think it both dived into a dynamic of her growing, as Steph said, but also still making sure people understand, once again, she is batshit crazy. Do not put her on any pedestal, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm saying that because every time a new Harley Quinn project comes out, a few people start doing it. Like, this is my hero. She's not supposed to be your hero. Enjoy her, love her, but understand that when people are chasing after her, it is usually because of a legitimate reason. <laughs> yeah and it is another reminder that like harley quinn clearly has personality disorders and idiosyncrasies and affectations and um she's a she's a character but she's not an idiot and i think Mm -hmm. a lot of times she gets played into this like you're an idiot role like oh you're not intelligent you're not street smart you're not clever you're not witty but she is all of those things she's always been all of those things and just because she doesn't i mean she has a phd right like she's Mm -hmm. not she's not she is not a comp- she has a personality disorder she's clearly traumatized she's clearly projecting a lot of things there's a lot of stuff going on there but she's highly intelligent and to watch her realize that he has a red flag and come up with a plan to get rid of him and get out of that place really quickly like at, just turned on a dime on instinct was like oh yeah she's not you're not going to wow her with like whining and dining and whatever. Like she's fully aware of what's happening around her, even if she likes to play into certain tropes or uh, her personality disorder manifests manifests in some way where you think she's naive because of her affectations, but she's actually not. And she's very aware of what's going on. It's that she chooses a lot of the time to either be completely disengaged with reality and have like a childlike understanding of things because it's easier for her to digest or she plays up that she's an idiot in order to manipulate you. And that's why she's so good at what she, like that's what she did with the Joker until he manipulated her back. And clearly that was the first time, if not the singular event of her life where um, she was victimized and was manipulated and had her sort of the wool pulled over her eyes. And it was a good highlighter of like, yeah, this change that she isn't never, she's not going to be that person anymore. And it's a reminder that like, even the worst people or the most damaged people or the people with the biggest issues going on, um, it it doesn't mean you can't learn and change and grow in some, mm-hmm. like, you know, mediocre way. Like, it's not like she <laughs> stopped murdering people. But she, you know, she's murdering the right people for good reasons. Um, and I liked it. And it made the whole ending come together better for me. But we'll get there when we get there. I'm not going to yeah. jump ahead like I usually do. And I, and I got to say, her line of RIP to that beautiful monster between your legs is just yeah. so good. <laughs> It shows how intelligent she is. (laughs) (laughs) She knows what's important. Um, I gotta say, I fell for it, but also that makes sense for me. Like, I was like, no, I want her to marry this guy. Yeah, she can change him. Because that's my brain. (laughs) I said, she can just tell him not to murder children, right? (laughs) I I also love the line of when he's like saying, oh, it's archaic, but, you know, they don't see me as a great leader because I don't have a wife. She's like, what dickhead would think you're not a great leader? Did you show them the birds? Did you show them the birdcage? Like, she was so enamored by the birdies. They went so, like, at a 10 with the rom-com shit that I I don't know. I just, it was so enjoyable to watch. I will say that that was the moment after she murdered him and the guards come in. I thought, I'm not sure where this movie is going. But mm. I, I felt like. That's fair. That was like, we hit an hour and I was like, hmm, wait a minute. And this was the only stretch where I was like, right after that, I was a little bit like, all right, what, 
I mean, it's um, a movie that takes some right turns, right? Like we've got yeah. like an alien starfish attacking people. It's like there's a kaiju at the end that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that's fair enough. But I also think like that was the fun of the movie was every time I was like, like the first chunk with the first team i was like what are we doing here but then i was like oh okay so we're bitch slapping the first movie and then (laughs) when we came to this part and a couple other moments i think the scene in the club i loved but i also thought okay but what's happened like where are we go what what are we doing next like i didn't Mm -hmm. i i I was like the thinker goes for shots like i was a little confused but (laughs) but i rolled with it and then we got to another good scene and i was like great and poor poor the poor nanawe with his sad hanging out in the trunk anyway <laughs> I liked that. I liked that it left me hanging for a second because it also didn't feel like the movie was pushing me from set piece to set piece. Like it felt like they were making decisions about the directions to go in. So that was kind of fun. And you know what? It also, to your point, like uh, it like taking a right here, like a right turn here, a left because GPS was not working. Um, <laughs> it did very much feel very close to just kind of how comics are where you'll be. In one location, you'll turn the page, and then all of a sudden, we're on Mars. I'm like, wait, how do we, how do we get here? <laughs> Meanwhile, on Asteroid M, I'm like, oh, okay. It's a good reminder that we're watching people entirely based around a billionaire who decided to dress up as a bat and fly around a city. <laughs> like, it's a good reminder that, like, oh, what we're doing here, it it involves right turns, and I like that with grappling hooks. <laughs> oh, and uh, Amanda Waller's. Um, well, some people were saying Chanel, but I don't think so. I think Amanda Waller really enjoys um, saving her coin. So to me, they were <laughs> tweed Calvin Klein suits that she kept mm. changing into because they, I think she had like three or four changes until she got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I like that Amanda Waller's characterization in this movie and in the other movies, but mostly this movie was very She's... Hillary Clinton adjacent. I thought that, that was a very <laughs> successful <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, illusion or homage. I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> and she like a uh, Viola is like really going to town because there was so much spit flying out of her mouth. I'm like, girl, you better deliver them lines. <laughs> it's not really a Viola Davis, you know, performance. If we're not getting, you know, some snot or some, <laughs> some fly, you know, it's just not. She's not really. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a variant. If if that, I don't see that. I don't I don't believe it's really Viola, but she gave it to us. She made sure we got it. <laughs> I did really I mean she really did commit and I appreciate that like an actor like her who is like is someone that could be an actor who's like oh a superhero movie no thank you like she could be that actor because she's like so well like versed but she's not and she like is in this like silly superhero movie where it's villains that are dying and their heads blown up and she fucking committed and I like I love when actors will be in a silly movie and like give it a hundred percent like i love i mean the end when she snapped and was like asking him like why is your penis on a dead girl's phone i was like this is (laughs) acting mama like i was like oh shit i forgot we had viola davis here at the party (laughs) and lisa keaton came through (laughs) um so then we get polka dot man's origin which i fucking loved so interesting right i stephanie is that like is that from the comics at all or is that mostly just made up um, I want to tell you that it is because I decided to do research, but also it felt like a fever dream. So let's go with <laughs> yes. But if Stephanie happens to be wrong, Stephanie is mil- reading a million things, please 
let let it let it go. Don't tweet. Then you did not hear her say. You yeah. did not hear me say anything. <laughs> Erase it from your memory. Um, and I love the kicker of when they're like, "What happened to your mom?" And he's like, "She's everywhere." And they're all <laughs> fucking versions okay. of his mother. <laughs> that I can't explain how much I love that because I'm like, I pray that this is a recurring thing, and I hope that it's a recurring thing all the way to the end. And it was. It was magnificent. I want his own movie from his perspective where every other character is just <laughs> <Yes>. his mom. Because, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, the cuts to, like, his perspective of, like, everyone in the scene being his mom were all so good. So good. <laughs> and you I love King, King Shark as his mom just batting at a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, because if your parents work for Star Lab, Something terrible is going to happen to you at oh, some yeah. point. You're about to go Case through some point trauma. cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if your parents take a job there, it's like, could you find it? I mean, Amazon's always hiring, and they're moderately less evil. <laughs> <laughs> they're the. It's bad when they're the better choice. Exactly. <laughs> um So, and then we also get uh, Ratcatcher's origin while they're in the uh, bus, and we get. Taika Watiti as her father, oh. Ratcatcher One. Happy which birthday, is... Taika! <laughs> yes, so many men in this movie that I would sleep with. Like, oh my <laughs> god! You're not wrong, Ryan. Oh my god. You're really not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a scene of them drinking, which I love. I I love in a superhero movie when we give them a moment to like have fun before they have their like big mission. Yeah. Um, and I like that he orders a drink for the rat. I thought yeah. that was cute. And also, uh, I know, Ryan, you probably noticed, that polo they put John Cena in Oof. is, like, two sizes too small, and yeah, thank no, you No, it for was that. exactly the right size. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. God, I mean, that man, I, I, you know, I love a himbo. That's a flavor I really enjoy at the end of the yeah. day. And John Cena, Cena giving Nanawe a run for his money when Nanawe was, like, literally a completely stupid himbo idiot monster, <laughs> I was like, Wow. That is acting. This is this is the Yale school of drama. <laughs> I loved it. I really did. Like I thought he was great. I thought he pitch perfect played that character, and he was committed to that. Like he, I believe he believed his stupid himboisms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so to put him in such a tiny shirt was was also a gift. I mean, I and I haven't watched wrestling in in a while, but I was a huge John Cena fan from when he like debuted in WE for a very long time, and like his character even then like developed into like this person who's like feels like he's loved and there was a point where like he was getting constantly booed every time he went outside and i kind of that's why i felt really? like he's such a good cast for peacemaker um because like peacemaker believes you know he is like he says he thinks he's like better than um bloodsport right he thinks in his yeah. head he thinks he is 100 like the superhero that superman is um mm-hmm. but you know as we see with as as the movie develops and what he's willing to do and the fact that Amanda Waller chose him specifically for it because she knew what he, that he would think he's doing the right thing. Um I think yeah he was he was perfectly casted um in that role just off of like John Cena the wrestler's uh progression in the WE to me. It was also helpful to have someone there who is um utterly convinced that he is just misunderstood because mm-hmm. that is like what all villains are. But mm-hmm. you know Harley doesn't isn't she doesn't have an internal consistency for long enough because she is so 
um, reactionary for us to yeah. get like a, an overall philosophy out of her is kind of hard. Ratcatcher is a good person in a bad situation. Bloodsport is a, a person who was okay with bad things, but clearly we found something that's good about him or some kind of redeeming qualities needed to emerge. And so to have someone who is just like straight up, just not a good person, but convinced utterly that he was, was like, it, it was it was everything I needed to be convinced that I was watching a bunch of villains. Like, Polka Dot Man is not going to convince me that these are all villains. But <laughs> yeah. peace, pe- the Peacekeeper was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Um, and, and it was good because, you know, you've got the thinker who is a bad guy categorically. Um, Amanda Waller, who I guess is more along the lines of Peacekeeper. Um, but if you need a, you need some of that to make it feel like we're really watching villains and not just a bunch of people who've like, we're in some bad circumstances. Because like, I need to know that they didn't just oopsie daisy and trip their way into committing a crime. I need them to be utterly convinced that what they did was the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that, Ryan. I, I think it, it also makes it more enjoyable, right? Like I'm not... I mean, like you said, when the people are getting their heads blown off, you're not like, oh, that person was good. They didn't deserve it. It's like, oh, yeah, they were all fucking murderers. Like, okay, sure. So I do like that. And you're right. Harley, Harley's kind of too chaotic to have like a, there's no, I don't think she would have like a, there's no moral compass there, except for maybe the fact that he says murdering children. Right. Okay. So that maybe is like the closest we got to Harley having any kind of statement or compass. Yeah. Um, but other than that, she's kind of just like, well, this is what we're doing. I'm going along for the ride. Like she's having fun, which brings us to uh, Ratcatcher and Polka Man escape with Thinker, um, Peacemaker and Bloodsport and Rick Flag get captured. They're in the car. They kind of kill all the guards. We get that scene of these three beautiful men exiting the car. It's like on fire. They're bloody, looking hot, holding weapons. And it was a very nice <laughs> nice moment in the movie and then we get the oh we got to save harley and the fire turns to operation harley and then we cut to harley and we i also loved this scene so did quinn tarantino (laughs) wait what (laughs) oh he has a feet thing doesn't he yeah yeah (laughs) i i did not like it because of the feet i liked it because (laughs) um, i mean one of you said something that made me think of this scene immediately like She's playing, right? Like, they're, like, beating her up. And, yeah, it hurts. But she's, like, just waiting for her moment to murder them. And she gets it when the general, the one guy leaves, leaving the guard. And, like, immediately her eyes poke up. And she's like, well, gonna do the thing. She, I almost felt like this was, and this is gonna be, like, uh, I feel like this is, that's something I would normally say. But this is, like, a better version of Black Widow's escape in the event. Like, it's, like even though she's still like, of course, hot and gorgeous, it's like less making her do sexual things mm-hmm. in her moving. And like more like this is a woman doing a murder. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I just really liked her. She just like kills him with her thighs. She gets the keys with her feet, which I did read. She Margot Roby actually, that's her feet doing the thing, um, mm. which good for her. Yeah. <laughs> she escapes and we get her like long fight scene. Um, yeah, what did we, what did you feel about the scene, Stephanie? Um, I enjoyed it because, again, like, it's just a continuation of the scene that we get in Birds of Prey. Yeah. Because, like, they have her, like, she sniffs coke to get her super, like, to go, <laughs> to go ham in that movie. Um, so I don't know, like, I just thought it was really fun. Like, they already established in this universe that Harley is 
like someone you don't want to tangle with because she has yeah. clearly trained with the best of them. I don't even know if Batman could take her. Please don't tweet me. I'm just joking. But <laughs> um, I loved it. And like the the flower, um, <laughs> like her seeing flowers instead of blood. Yeah. Um, when she is like murdering the fuck out of these people with the javelin, might I add, um, I really enjoyed it. Yes. I actually really love that. Like, because I guess, are the do we think the flowers are supposed to be like, she's like really in it? Like that's when she's like really having fun. Like I think brain. it's like her all her brain's coping mechanisms and like her utter psychosis all take over and it's like she's still in the driver's seat but she's coping in a way of being like oh I'm this is all playing oh this is all like it's totally normal when you shoot people flowers explode so it's not a bad thing and like it helps bring together the parts of her personality that are like ultra violence and like not gonna hurt children. Like it has to meet mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle, and I like the idea of Harley seeing the world a little bit to sort of like Polka Dot Man sees every his mom everywhere. I like the idea of Harley <laughs> when she sees violence; it's not violence, right? Yeah. Plus, it's stunning. It's stunning on camera. So. Yeah, yeah, it was visually. I mean, so it's and, and I think that's it's it's great to be able to say that about a murder scene is that <laughs> say that it was beautifully <laughs> filmed and constructed. <laughs> um, but that also, you know, it that it was like the things like you know the flowers and in her um, seeing um, the the spear that uh, yeah. that was left, like all those things speak to her. Like she immediately, you know, perks up mid while she's annihilating yeah. people of my gift that I got, and then goes back <laughs> to you know killing people with it because you know it, like that that um, it really just I I love the way in which they're able to illustrate her um, being. A murderer being capable of of so much more than um you know being witty and like even I know like the, it's it was a you know the whole feet thing or whatever but like her uh using her gymnastic skills to be able to easily you know get out of those locks and things like that like those little bit of details like I always matter to me because though she's crazy and she's always filmed like with her bat this is someone who is pretty highly trained in doing things that most people cannot do. And I think it's easy to forget that in the midst of, you know, her just picking up a gun and shooting people. Um, But then, you know, we have these scenes where it's like, there are hundreds of people coming at her and she's getting through them. I don't want to say with ease, but in a Harley Quinn way where she is at the end of the day, the last woman standing. Um, And it's, it's, it's great. There's a sense of joy about her committing violence that sort of you only see in the Olympics. Like only when <laughs> Simone Biles is like making it look so easy or, or like you see like Michael Phelps get out of the water and you're like, oh God, that was really easy for him. It, it, Harley Quinn, just it just looks like she breathes violence. Like it's like a like an art form to her in the way that like gymnastics would be or and it, it's it's a, again, I, I love it as a characterization because like each of, each of these people on the squad, their their style of violence is so different, mm-hmm. and hers yeah. is so bright and colorful, and it's a, it's it really helps round out the flavors of part present on the team, and like, uh, I, I, I like that it can be beautiful without being sexual. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind of what. I- <laughs> Sorry, the day wiki feet exploded. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I meant with like the comparison to Black Widow, because like Stephanie, I think a lot about what you said in the Black Widow episode. <laughs> How she walks like she has bricks back there. 
<laughs> she was carrying. Um, but no, <laughs> but you're right. Because uh, I also had that thought when she, actually when any woman ends up killing somebody with their thighs, unfortunately, I just immediately think of Black Widow because that's what we've been getting the most of over the last decade. But I like the twist on that because nothing about that, nothing about that seems sexual at all. Right. Because I'm like, his neck is broken. He's dead. Yeah. Your thighs are yeah. probably a little sore. And her joy does never read as, it never reads as like, raw, animalistic woman who can't control her lascivious body. The full moon. Like, it's not like that. And I, it's the reason why I've always loved the violence on Buffy as much as like, you can love violence because it was never like, ooh, my boobies. Like, it's, it, it isn't. But it's beautiful. And it doesn't mean she's not like in tune with her own body. It doesn't mean she's not a sexual creature. It's that like, she's not mixing sex and violence for an invisible male gaze that like, right. You know, not to get too like down a, a a second wave feminist rabbit hole, but like it it does it 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 makes it feel like she's alone in her actions or her scenes, and yeah. um and when mm-hmm. she fights alongside the male counterparts later, it's not like she's given second fiddle or like some specialty sex fighting, which is right. like Black Widow always reads as she's doing sex fighting while everyone else <laughs> is doing real fighting, you know. <laughs> Sex fighting, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so she escapes. I love that she just hails a cab. She gets in, and then she sees the boys. (laughs) I love that, too. I absolutely loved that. (laughs) It was such a good beat, and I like that she goes over to them, and she's like, I can go back in, and you can still do the plan. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Things get a little fuzzy, but all I know is that we end up at the compound where, um, well, actually, they have a little meeting on the roof. They talk about some stuff. Um, And then we get to the compound where. Wait, so Harley has a really good line on the roof. They're talking, one, they're talking about empanadas, which is one of my favorites. Um, And two, I love that, like, when they're interrogating him, she's like, I'm walking back and forth. And that's literally what she's doing. (laughs) I love that. So they arrive at the compound and. I'm a sucker for like, I mean, duh, fucking of course I am. Any kind of like punch song played in a scene. I love I knew them. you were going to like that. Ah, ah. It was like, that was made for me. Like playing the Pixies, hey, as they slow motion walk and they fade into the scene because it's like so bright because it's like they're on, it's daylight and it's raining. Ugh, I fucking am a sucker for that shit. So I love the way that was shot. And also like, reminded me of i think it's in Guardians. i can't remember which guardians of the galaxy when they play cherry bomb when they're all getting their weapons oh, together yeah. reminded me of that i loved I it i think that was time. um guardians of the galaxy all stars 2 with katya <laughs> i think so too yeah <laughs> uh king shark rips a man in half and it is very brutal um so hot just kidding no <laughs> just joking <laughs> God, and then they they split up in the building, right? That's that's like the like yes. first like wrong turn is they split up. God, and then so oh then uh, Thinker brings them into like the Starro Lab area, and it is brutal. Like there's like bodies with like their faces carved off, with their arms and legs carved off, but still with the Starro like starfish baby on their face. I know, and I said, well, damn, because. Um... Like in the comics, you can like get the you get the little baby star off, and there's right, no that's face missing. But here, they were like, "No, if that gets on your face, that's it. <laughs> You're, done. <laughs> You're just." Done I liked for. it though because for a Guantanamo Bay style like superhero version of, um, yeah, 
I liked that it was that you couldn't just hit the undo button. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think about these American black sites and think, well, if they're not terrorists, we'll just release them. No harm done. And it's like, <laughs> actually a whole lot of harm done. Um, and I liked that their experiments couldn't be reversed in the way that I was sort of expecting. I was like, oh, these are corpses, corpses. Like, yeah, yeah. like they're, dead, they're not dead. just wearing a silly hat that makes them do fun things. Yeah. <laughs> silly hat. <laughs> it also, you know, made the stakes higher. Um, yeah. And like... Yeah. You know, again with like Amanda Waller because she was originally uh, willing to like once once the shit was blown up and America couldn't be blamed for it. She was like, "All right, bet, get out of there. Who gives a shit yeah. that the whole mm-hmm. town is about to be taken over?" Um, and the fact that like you know, it's not like, "Oh, hey, they'll be you know they'll be slaves," but if anyone comes along again and is able to kill that thing, then they're good. It's like she was really like about to. They're they're gonna the minute Starro gets his hands on every everything. Um, that's really it for them. Um, so it was like, it spoke even more so both to, you know, her being not a savior, not someone looking out for the greater good in a sense of doing good. Um, and also, you know, the risk that they were willing to take. This is not like a, Hey, if Bloodsport gets a, a starfish on him, Harley Quinn can just knock it off. And then he's back to himself. It's like, this is a real risk that they're taking here. Um, and so I really enjoyed, like, I like that. I like that damn is there going to be a happy ending sort of suspense in the air and what what oppression thing to have released this film the week before our current events unfold before our eyes in Afghanistan. Yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so they are planting so well we get they meet starro we see all that and then what is it like i forget how the like drive i know the drive is the like issue but i forget how that even he, he like tells them that the u.s government did help like start yeah, the and then experiment. he like sees a cabinet, and he knows there's a hard drive in it, so he grabs it. That was the one moment that I was like, okay, <laughs> like I don't want to be computer guy, but like, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me just take this hard drive, which happens to not have government level encryption on it. Like, oh, okay, sure, it's just some JPEGs. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and so Peacemaker and Rick Flag have a big fight about it, which I felt like I, I found myself being like. Fuck! I like Peacemaker so much, but also I don't. I, I Rick Flag is you know in the right here, um, mm-hmm. and I w- just wanted them to be like, you know what, kiss let's it out. Of, yeah, <laughs> like let's just kiss about it. <laughs> they um, said absolutely not. You only get one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said I'm gonna stab him in the heart, and you're gonna see it. Ooh, and to get stabbed in the heart with like porcelain, like a, a piece right? of like porcelain that broke. So basically a toilet. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that part hurt the most to me. Cause I'm like, wow, what a terrible way to die. Yeah. So How sorry. white Lotus of them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. I have, I gotta watch the, I have oh, to watch ooh. the finale. No, it's okay. Well, we didn't say who, I don't so. mind spoilers. My memory. I don't think it great. spoiled anything. But no. Maybe, but no. Well, you mentioned it. So if you <laughs> mention anything to do with anything that someone hasn't seen, you've spoiled it. Even yeah. if you just say the <laughs> name of the show. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So Ratcatcher happens to be there as Rick Flag gets stabbed. She takes the drive and runs away. They have this like very long fight or chase scene where they like are falling through floors, but then Bloodsport is there and kills. Peace. Am I miss? I feel like I'm skipping over yeah, something. So, well, you didn't necessarily skip. They just kind of so before we see them actually face off and him like shoot 
them shoot at each other. We get an eight minute rewind and we get to see what the other team was up to and how everything started blowing up. And then we get to see more polka dot man's powers. The guy, uh, Milton died (laughs) terribly. Poor Milton. (laughs) I love that scene. Because that's fucking me when she's like, who is Milton? Because my memory is so bad that like, I'm not sure if I've told this story in the podcast before, but one time when I worked, my best, two of my best friends and I worked together at Barnes and Noble back when I was like 22. And there was a sign in the refrigerator that said, Shannon's birthday party this weekend. Let me know if you're coming. And I said to them, who the fuck is Shannon? And the girl, (laughs) one other person, the girl sitting in the break room at the table raised her hand and said, I am Ian. And I was like, oh, damn it. (laughs) So like, that's me. (laughs) I think we've all done it before, but yikes. (laughs) I would have been in the break room cracking up. <laughs> when I saw that he was still with the team, I was like, "Oh, they wanted to show another murder. He's definitely out in any oh, second yeah. now." Um, I was like, "Poor thing, he's following behind them." I'm like, "Do you not see what these people are capable of, and that you were just kind of strolling along, like, like wait in the car?" <laughs> but also, like her having a whole thing, like you can literally see in her face, she's like, "All right." The black guy over there, he's death shot, but with a different name. Um, I saw the shark on my way in. I clearly, like, he just calls himself shark. No confusion there. And then there's guy over here with the polka dots. He just calls himself polka dot man. Everything is simple. So who the fuck is this new guy y'all done introduced me to? Like, the way she's just in her head, like, nah, y'all yeah. just introducing people in the middle of the day and we don't have time for this. It was also a good reminder that, like, she's like, okay, who cares? Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> Thousands of people are dead. <laughs> Milton is just one of them. And I love when she looks out. She's like, oh, that's Milton. Milton. Oh, like she's like, mm, yeah, I got it. Great. Let's go. Um, I will say all of the scenes of like when the building's toppling over, I thought they were cool. I thought it all mm-hmm. looked real cool. Mm-hmm. Her javelin came in handy. Um, is that a thing she uses in the comics at all, Stephanie? No. Okay. That was just like, hey, let's give her a weapon. And it was a cool weapon to give her too, so... Let's sell cute. some action figures with accessories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, Basically. we almost forgot about um, King Shark and his right. little moment with the fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, was so such cute. a weird moment, but I loved it. <laughs> yes, and then it ended terribly for him because his new friends actually were not his friends at all. I just oh, want yeah. him, I want his loneliness. To, I want to help him. Like, I just want to hug him and tell him it's going to be okay. Not get eaten, obviously. <laughs> but the poor guy, he thought he found a friend, finally. Someone yeah. in water. He's like, yeah. Oh. Like, I was really excited because at first, because I thought, like, you know, in the, in the show, in the comics, he has some royalty. And I thought that this was going to be sort of like, foreshadowing that or you know like kind of mm-hmm. like it was going to be some sort of intertwined thing of like hey we know you you're what you call it son or whatever and instead that shit went so left i was like oh <laughs> damn no these people are not for you at all um but yeah i was so excited for him i was like because everyone's like you said like he was grew- i mean and i know like you guys talk about the harley quinn show a lot so i just bring it up like you know the characterization of him in the movie yeah. versus the show where um not like he's a genius in this show but he can put a thought together yes and so it's just like i i was really excited for some sort of story of like he is somebody in this world and instead it was just like nah this it's piranhas or whatever the fuck um demon spawned fish they were that started just eating <laughs> <at him. laughs> 
I I was worried they were going to kill King Shark. There was like two moments that I was like, wait, no, they're killing people. So like willy nilly, I don't want them to kill the dumb shark. Like, please. <laughs> I, I thought the whole time. No, they're not. They can't. They can't do that. No, this is my boyfriend. I thought when those little things were attacking him and then again, when he's like getting shot and like curling up a no ball, I was like, no. Uh-huh. Um, I also like the visual of like Harley just like running up to him and she's like pulling them off of him, but like not really getting anywhere. Cause there's like a trillion of them, but she's like really working to pull one of them off of him. And then wait, when do we get the blood sport rat catcher peacemaker scene? Yeah, so when <laughs> so... that whole thing goes down, Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Ashley's right. When everything yeah. pretty much implodes and then you see him, go down several levels and then boom, we're back where we just were. And we find out that Peacemaker actually does not use smaller bullets. Then uh, I was about to call him Deadshot, but Bloodsport. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and that's like a good thing because then his bullet can go through and get Peacemaker and save Ratcatcher. Real quick, what? because that was said, or like they had that exchange earlier in the movie. So like, I wonder then like, Bloodsport changes bullets real quick, or if Peacemaker is just really it just kind of leaning into like the douchebag that Peacemaker is and thinking that he is the best at everything. When actually, no, sir, you you aren't. He's a little better. Just a touch. Yeah, did Bloodsport pull over at Walmart and be like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, can I get some?" <laughs> no, wait, he probably did like um <laughs> over the app, and they just brought it out to um, the little van. <laughs> One of those little robot drones from um, like Amazon or whatever pulled up. <laughs> Can we like talk about Sebastian Doe real, real quick? Like he, yes. like she was about to get killed, and he was next to her the entire time. I was just like, and I, I, I'm kind of like Buzzport. I absolutely fucking hate rats. They had me rooting for this rat the entire movie. I was so scared that he was going to get killed trying to protect his friend. Um, but he was by her side, even when he thought she was about to, like, she was like literally two seconds from death. Um, that little thing, I'm, I'm, I like, they did a whole poll over the weekend of like King Shark versus like Sebastian who's like, and King Shark won, but I was, I, I voted for Sebastian. Like that little, that little rodent had, had tugged at my heartstrings. I don't know. <laughs> he was kind of cute. He was waving and doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. He had his girls back the whole time. He did. He did. And I did appreciate that. <laughs> I, it, from the moment I saw him, in my mind, he, he was like um, Templeton in Charlotte's Web. I was like, yes. like Paul Lind, like, I'll get you. I was like, yeah, it's my little gay rat king. <laughs> I was thinking Ratatouille, but like he didn't get into uh, cooking. And was like, no, I think I'll Ratatouille, but for murder. Yes. <laughs> Sounds great, honestly. It's a sequel to Dexter. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so... I actually, I I also really like the visual of, so like the, the building's collapsing, whatever Star is getting out. I love the visual of them all just running out from the building and the army's still there. And like Harley's the one that like trips a little and she looks up and she's like, holy shit. Like even Harley's a little scared, <laughs> yeah. uh, which doesn't happen often. And I, and I don't know why, but like the visual of her in that dress, like a mess running through the army as they're like facing the wrong way and they're not running. I just thought I loved and then, as Ryan said, our kaiju pops out of the building, and it's Starro, and it's a giant fucking starfish. <laughs> Ugh, with those, it's a very gross biological makeup. Like, the opening yeah. of the, like, ducks. I was like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he is, I always remember uh, the trading card I had of Starro, where it was just, like, 
him in the city. And then in the foreground, it was like Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman with like his little babies on their face. Yeah. <laughs> but he was definitely like less gross in. I mean, maybe now he's more gross, but he was less gross back then in the comics. And as Stephanie, you mentioned, he could put his babies on you and you didn't like die. Uh, <laughs> but I like that Ratcatcher is the one that figures out she like puts on her mask and is like, cover your face. They're going for your face. And we get the title card of Suicide Squad versus Starro, which I liked. Um, I actually liked all of this, like the fight scene here. I loved Harley running across the roof and just jumping into that gross eye. Um, I oh, like that the, was tight. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh no, her dress. Because of course I was. <laughs> so Ian is like, not the cute gal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a look with the W. Um, I, I will say, this is the point at which I want to raise my one problem with the movie. And I was so mad, but I, I, I let it go for my kings, Shark and Cena. Um, I was really upset because I thought there was definitely a scene to be had where the original Suicide Squad, not the one from the first movie, but the one who showed up on the beach, um, all had little starros on their face and they popped up and we saw Suicide Squad versus Suicide Squad. Even if they quickly got rid of them, I thought it would be kind of cool if Pete Davidson's like half blown up head showed up with a starro on it. That would have been cool. Um, And it felt like they set that up to happen. And so I was waiting for it to happen. And then it, didn't happen and then we got two post credit scenes in which it didn't happen and i was like oh oh did it we just forget <laughs> <laughs> no it's that they only had those actors for one day on set yeah. Pete davidson <laughs> was did. like i could give you an afternoon yeah. uh then i gotta do some uh what is it smart water ads yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally was like he yeah he literally scheduled that before saturday night live he was like Let's yeah <laughs> he was like can you do it over zoom <laughs> real quick i just want to talk about amanda waller flipping the fuck out trying to get them to turn back and like yes, getting yes. ready to kill all of these people and then the folks in her office looking like oh my like i know she is deranged but <laughs> this damn deranged and then her getting knocked out um Because that's essentially what you would have to do to Amanda Waller to make sure that um, she doesn't go ahead and kill everybody. And then also like her sitting in the office and then everyone looking at like, you know, her giving them a glance like y'all done fucked up. You about to find out via your paychecks and the assignments that I put you on. But I just want you to know you really fucked up because I am (laughs) HR. Right, exactly. Yeah, if you don't kill Amanda Waller, run. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no HR department here. You have a problem, either keep it to yourself or tell me so I can kill you and now there's no problem anymore. Those are your options. <laughs> it really is die. Like that's the <laughs> what a startup environment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I've worked for companies like that. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. Um yeah, we got a first hand look at, at uh Jeff Bezos working model. Um <laughs> 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 you have a complaint? No, you don't. Or exactly. step into the suicide booth. Like <laughs> people at Amazon have to knock him out regularly. <laughs> I, I honestly like if you work at Amazon, Ugh. go see the movie, get some ideas and tips. No one is going to like. <laughs> we're all for it. We're rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. You know, like it also just spoke to because my thing was like, even if they went in and did it. But worst case they all die so then my thing was like for waller was like so then you get what you wanted anyways best case you don't have a gigantic starfish roaming around the world that can make its way to to us or whatever the fuck so right. it was like but it really just spoke to the control of her that like 
yeah, sure, they're innocent people. And like, if you get killed, so be it. But you know, it's like, I told you to do this and you're not listening to me. So I'm going to blow your heads up. It was just really spoke to like how she feels, you know, it's either my way or death. It's like, absolutely, you bat shit crazy. This, yes, you hit you upside the head with a bat. Like, good, thank <laughs> God there was one on hand. Just so it was just, but again, I, I love it in a sense of, since she's not like out there in the field as she may be in some other iterations, really, I, I don't, it's, she's another one that we have to make sure no one thinks is like, she's telling you she's doing this, this greater good, but it's like, remember she had, she's the one who told Peacemaker, you know, what, what the plan really was in case, yeah. you know, flag, because he is a good person decides to do the right thing. Um, and I think it really speaks to people of who thinks, who think they're doing the right thing. Um, and, and are willing to do some some crazy shit to get it done. It's like, yeah. these are just, these are not heroes at all. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so they do defeat the monster with the help of Ratcatcher. I love that Bloodsport saves her as she's about to be smushed. And then she saves them by like using her little rat wand thing to make all of the rats come up and attack Starro. And I love the idea that like the team of like the weird rats and Harley Quinn that's already inside of Starro like kind of defeat him together. Wait, where? But then Polka Dot Man dies. I forget I was when he say, dies. You, you justice for Polka Dot <laughs> yeah, Man. Yeah, poor Polka Dot Man. Um, this is. I mean, he didn't get that training because Amanda Waller's not training anybody. But you don't gloat on the field because if you do, <laughs> you end up getting smashed by your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I loved the cut of it as his mom. Like <laughs> I I really like Ryan, like you said, I really wonder, like, I would love a movie from his perspective of like just everyone is his mother. <laughs> that actress playing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, let's get that actress playing Amanda Waller. Exactly. <laughs> uh so then uh we're kind of at the end, right? Yeah. Well, well, Harley, is it so, the end? Oh, right. <laughs> Harley and Bloodsport have, I love that she's like, I'll be your friend, Milton. And he's like, not my name. <laughs> like, I love the call back to that. Um, I did think it was like cute that at least they both like pause to be like, oh, Flag was our friend. We are kind of sad that he is dead. I appreciated them doing something there. We get them all in the helicopter. I do love the like visual that it's like, oh, these guys are, the like survivors are kind of friends now, right? Like, Ratcatcher snoozing on uh, King Shark. Um, the rat snoozing on Bloodsport's leg. Harley's like smiling. It's like, all right, at least now this group is like, they're cool. I loved the like, oh, is Bloodsport going to kill that rat? And then he's like, very painfully petting the rat. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> it's like, you, Sebastian. <laughs> it can be taught. <laughs> Love. Like, like, that rat was like rooting for a friendship with him the entire movie. I was so happy. <laughs> oh, I know. And the rat got a friend before Nana. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, we get a first cut scene of weasel waking up on the beach and just being gross and just like running with his arms like like a wacky inflatable tube dude like <laughs> running into the woods i love it i want another in addition to the polka dot man movie i want a movie of just weasel running around the woods being like <laughs> <laughs> i liked it <laughs> um and then stephanie what's the closing end scene i don't know if i remember is it with because it was <laughs> 
oh, after that is Peacemaker. Well, yeah, we don't yeah. know that it's Peacemaker because they got me real quick because I kind of forgot. And I was like, oh, bless. Rick Flag is still alive, but I, I should have known better. It's like, no. <laughs> Peacemaker is the one that's still alive because he's got a series on the way. So, um, <laughs> and I like the fact that they mentioned like, yeah, we're doing this. We're on this detail because of Amanda Waller. So she yeah. is like making them all pay for what they did to her because um, they have to deal with Peacemaker now. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. It's like, she's making them pay, but like she didn't kill them, but she's going to like make their jobs fucking miserable. Uh, Cause that does feel on track. Like if she's not going to kill you, then she's going to do something. And it's like, Ooh, yeah, she's going to you imagine you the, like- being in a slack with Amanda Waller. Like you're working from home. <laughs> And like you have to report and have exchanges with her and Slack, but you can never gauge what she really feels or what she means because of the emojis that she uses. Yeah, she only uses contextless violent gifts. <laughs> I would set my message to away at all times. Yeah. Right? Like, you have technical so difficulties. Um, <laughs> You're in like hashtag around the web and she's okay. like just like <laughs> terrorist profiles. <laughs> <laughs> and now for a quick break folks do you love movies the good ones even the bad ones everyone told you not to like it sounds like super yaki is the place for you the team at super yaki loves movies so much so they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them from super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies by Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks, and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with the code SUPERSLAYERFEST, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, y'all. All right, now that we're at the end, favorite scene, Ashley? Um, oh, I feel like this is going to probably end up being a lot of people. You know what? No, even though I know the Harley one, I think it's going to come up. But um, I'm going to say Bloodsport versus Peacemaker in the whole unnecessary mm. showdown of killing people who were innocent. Just because, like, you know, the whole, I think... It was... I think I really just love the, the foreshadowing of it. Like, you know, like, okay one of these people are not is going to is going to come down to one of you knocking out the other and that building dynamic between Bloodsport and Ratcatcher and him kind of seeing his daughter in her so when he does the whole falling from like several feet of the building and this ends up luckily landing before peacemaker can kill her um and pulls out his gun without a second thought and so the debate between the two of them of who's better uh, gets immediately put to rest, um, as does Peacemaker. Um, you know, <laughs> you know I, I, I absolutely, um, I loved that dynamic. So I would definitely um, put it up there. Plus, I'm sorry, Idris Elba, Elba is just 
fucking fine as shit. So oh my God. I didn't see him. Yeah, I mean, yes. Doing I don't think anyone's going to debate that. When, you know, <laughs> I think we should continue to cast him in roles where he just does things. I don't even have any specific requests there. Just get him on camera. Thank you. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> He's running around the woods with Weasel. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If he loses a shirt, you know, hey. <laughs> It just real quick, because I um, interviewed him for Dinner Geek, and I asked him about the costume. And in the playback on the interview, I didn't catch it the first time we were talking, but he was like, yeah, you know, the suit, you know, they, the way that it maybe kind of felt like it was fitted for somebody else, because, you know, he made some comment that I'm going to take was in reference to his junk. And I was like, oh, so <laughs> you saying it was a little tight down there, huh? So during the movie, <laughs> when I was watching, I was like trying to see how he was walking. And I was like, yeah, you were a little uncomfortable because you have so, a, also, sir, have a monster. So I can watch and specifically look at yes. that part. Are going to look at Idris' kaiju? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like I've, I, I have a project. It sounds like, you know, of course, yes. specialization here. It's just, it just sounds like, you know, a part of the movie going experience for this movie specifically <laughs> Look at that part of um. Okay, film yeah. studies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I do appreciate that uh, info, Stephanie. Thank you. You're for- very welcome. I almost forgot to share it, but I'm so sorry. But yes, <laughs> so that was on my mind. Uh, Ryan, what was your favorite scene? Honorary mentions go to John Cena and Tidy Whitey's, and um, the scene with Bloodsport and his daughter. I found that very touching, and it was a it was a a very original sort of scene for me. But my favorite scene, of course, is going to go to Harley Quinn's ultraviolence, taking down John Wicking, everybody in that government. Um, (laughs) Incredible, beautifully shot, wonderfully executed. Um, A slice of that character that um, you got like a vertical slice of the character, which I always like. You get a scene in which like a lot of their idiosyncrasies and their um, themes, I guess, (laughs) and also just style are squished into a delicious digestible package. Um, And it was great. I, 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 it reminded me of uh, when you play superhero video games and you pull off shit that you're like, I am incredible. But then you, you know, you remind yourself (laughs) that video games doing all the work. Um, (laughs) It was like that. It was, it was a cool, fun, awesome scene. And it was the antithesis of everything. The first suicide squad movie was Stephanie. Um, that first beach, uh, drop off because it reminds me of what happens when you get stuck with the wrong group for a group project. Um, (laughs) I just, I don't know, like something about it. I just really enjoyed how terrible it went. Um, cause like to have, what was it? Not magma girl, but, um, I forgot the name of the character. I think mongrel. Yeah. So, like, to have her run and, like, try to take down the helicopter. I'm like, I don't know how you thought that was going to go. And <laughs> for her to lead to not only her own death, but also um, Boomerang as well. I don't know. Like, that whole chaotic, this is going really terrible. I just enjoy it. And also, Pete Davidson got shot in the face. So, what is there not to enjoy about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that my favorite scene it's like a tie between the Harley rom-com scene and the Harley John Wick scene. Both of them were like fucking fantastic for me. Um, All right. What grade do you give the movie? Uh, Stephanie. I'm going to give it a B plus. All right. Uh, Ashley. Yeah. I'd give it a solid B like in terms of superhero films. Like I think Ryan. 
Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. It's fine. I feel like there's like the film cinema kind of conversation. And then there's like superhero film conversation. But I'm like, you know what? It's a solid B film. Have it with, okay. watch it with a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. I would give it an A minus. Um, I give it a little boost because it's such a relief to see the Suicide Squad done correctly. Um, and uh, I loved the Harley Quinn of it all. I thought it was a really great characterization of her. Um, and the reason it's not getting a solid A or an A plus for me is uh, there was a huge missed opportunity with not bringing that first squad back from the dead. Um, and I, now that I have reminded myself that it bothered me, it will forever bother me. So thanks, <laughs> PlayerFest98. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. Um, yeah, I think I give it, I think I give it a solid B as well. Yes, I, I, it's weird because I have Harley on my brain so much now because we are going through the Harley Quinn cartoon on the Patreon. And that Harley, like, I feel like, Ryan, you, I don't know if you'll agree. Have you, wait, Ryan, have you watched a cartoon? Every episode, multiple times. <laughs> I don't think I've had you on for a Patreon episode yet. I'll have to hmm, have you on for Seems like those. a huge miss on the pod's hmm. behalf. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Harley is like, you know, your characterization of this Harley was very correct, where it's like, also, she is a murderer. Like, you have to remember she's not as redeemable as we want her to be. But it's funny because I feel like the cartoon version kind of is more redeemable. Oh, absolutely. Say? Yeah. 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 And I actually, yeah. And I actually do appreciate both versions, um, yeah. which I feel like is hard to do. Make me like, like two different iterations of the same character that are existing at the same time. But I enjoy both of them. I feel like that I'm a hard sell on stuff like that. But. It worked. Um, and they and this, both have runway to go. Like, they yeah. both have stuff to, to fall from and to rise to, which is so easily pushed to the side, especially in female characters. But it's so easily pushed to the side with characters that have big, over-the-top, bombastic characteristics yeah. to forget that they're people who need to have cohesive minds and, and perspectives. And both of them have done it really well. And it's like, why are you able to do it for her, but not for any other superhero? Sorry. <laughs> I just, my frustration. Um, but they did it for her. So good for her. Yeah. Good for yeah. her. Um, all right. And thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. If you like SlayerFest98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to our Patreon where you can listen to all of our Harley Quinn episodes. Um, and you can get access to our sex talk video series, My Nudie Judy, our private Facebook group, and more. You can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. You can find me at Carlos. Ryan, where can everyone find you? I am at Ryan Houlihan on Twitter and Instagram. You can also read InputMag.com, which is a great website. Everywhere else, you're an adult. You know my name. I'm on the internet. Ashley, where can everyone find you? Um, Ashley K. Smalls on Twitter and Instagram. You can also visit my site, BrooklynBlur.com. Um, also watch What If this weekend, I mean this week on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I, I promote anything with Howie Bozeman in it. I go up for him very much. So yes. there we go. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, where can everyone find you and buy your stuff? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and now the clock app, app uh, TikTok, Ooh. at Steph underscore I underscore Will. And please check out Nubia in the Amazons, which will be out in your local comic book store or online if you buy digitally, um, 10-5, so October 5th. Nice, Ooh. nice. All right, guys. See you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.